Hey, Short Porch listeners, you can find us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. You know how I get ready for St. Paddy's Day? It's all about St. Practice Day because practice makes proper. Proper number 12 Irish whiskey is a rich and smooth blend of golden grain and single malt, aged four years in bourbon barrels. Or try Irish Apple a delicious blend of Proper's award-winning Irish whiskey with crisp and fresh notes of Irish apple. Join me for a proper St. Paddy's Day and find yourself some Proper Number 12 Irish whiskey. Pour the roar. What's up? What's happening? Welcome to another edition of The Short Porch presented by Barstool Sports. I am your host, Hubs. Alongside me on the other side of the laptop, my co-host, my compadre, the vape god himself, Classic Cloud, Dommy Smokes, Tom Scabelli. Let's pray to God this is recording. <laughs> yeah, what's up? We're going old school today. Just me and you. Two, uh, you know, the two laptops set up. We had to switch from YouTube to Skype because YouTube decided to just fuck us over and just take away Google Hangouts or whatever. What's up with that? I mean, that's outrageous. It's like, here's a convenient, easy product that people use. Let's just take it away. So now we're recording on Skype. Hopefully this is going to work. Uh, yeah, and hopefully you guys will be hearing this. This better work. <laughs> Although I feel like we are one of the few podcasts out there that has yet to record a full episode and have it not record. I feel like that's usually like I feel like I've heard that from every podcast at yeah. Barstool besides us. It's I like, like a rite of passage sort of. Right. So there's a good chance we're recording this three separate times. Uh, anyways, the Yankees just um, they split with the Jays. Much needed split. Um, you know, they have the worst record of any opponent stadium in there in Toronto, the Rogers Center. They just don't win. They're like. Below 500, I think, in the last, like, decade. They just, I mean. You would have thought sounds- the drop would be worse, but yeah. I can see that. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really like playing there. Uh, no, I, think I don't cool, think anyone does. <laughs> I think it's a cool-looking stadium, but, yeah, they, they don't seem to do too well there. Even when the Blue Jays are relatively bad, I, I never feel super confident. It does sort of have the same vibe as the drop to it. Uh, so, I mean, all things considered, you take a split. I mean, obviously, Yankees are in. A, I mean, you got to worry about the Astros. But as far as the division and stuff goes, all things considered, you're you're in a position where you could take a four game road split for sure. Definitely, definitely. And I I put a little bit of faith in the, in the Orioles today to take the Astros for one game, and they had a lead in the eighth, and then they gave up a fucking three run inside the park home run in the ninth inning to give up the lead. It was it's one of the more like we just Barstool just tweeted out the video. I mean, it's unbelievable that's a professional baseball team. It's unbelievable. They're, it takes one full minute to get the ball into the infield from where they hit it down the right field line. Just insane. Uh, I thought about doing that. I saw the Astros were minus 500. I was like, you know what? That's They just were minus 500? Yes. At least on when I looked at Score Mobile, I didn't check my book, but on like the Score Mobile app, when they just show all the lines, they were minus 500. Was it a Verlander start? Oh, my God. The Orioles won. <laughs> what? Oh my God! They had a two-run walk-off. Holy oh, Dave shit. is gonna be pissed. Hey, I Dave ha- was talking yeah, about dude, how. Just... Oh my God! They were never betting the Orioles again. Oh my now, I wish God! I, bet on. I was about to say how I thought about taking them because the like minus five hundred is just absurd. Oh my God! That's insane. Well, you got a live reaction to that watch. That is insane that they just won that game. Dave's going to freak out, right? Didn't Dave tweet, like, yeah. if win, I'm never betting He's baseball betting again? all underdogs all week, and I think he <laughs> finally stopped today. He's like, I'm never betting on the Orioles again. Yeah, let's see. They they show the line. 
Yeah, the, this here on Score Mobile, the Astros were minus 510 at the time it closed. Oh, yeah, I see, I see it. Holy shit. Even um, the sports action app has, like, win probability, the charts, and they, I mean, it shows Houston with, like, a 99.9% chance heading into the ninth inning. There were six runs scored in the ninth between the two teams. That is That's nuts. insane. Wait, we came the game on the Astros. Woo! Back up. Let's go, baby. You're not unbeatable. Who pitched for them? Was it Verlander? If they're minus 100, uh, it has to be a Verlander start, right? Yeah, no, it was Verlander. I mean, that's the biggest I've ever seen in a baseball game. I've never seen that. You know, Kershaw, sometimes you'll see, like, close to minus 400, but minus 510, I'd imagine that's a record. I think so. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. That's crazy. Well, all right. Woo! I feel a little better today. Um, so, anyways, let's go to the Yankee game. Today, uh, first time the Yankees have won this year give, scoring less than two runs. Uh, two runs or less. First time. Uh, I think they were 0-16 or 0-15 entering today. So it shows you they can win in any which way possible, pretty much, which is nice. Yeah, you know, I mean, the Yankees are used to slugging their ways to victories this year with how good the offense has been and how not good the pitching has been. But today, I mean, today was all about Masahiro Tanaka. You know, I, I tweeted out, this is why I'll always trust Masahiro in a big game. And not that today was a big game. This, but you know, I saw that same tweet, though, from somebody else. You think this was a big game? No, 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 no. But it was a big game for Masahiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a big game for the Yankees. It was a big game for him because of how much he struggled. And you don't want to lose three out of four to Toronto. I don't think it was a big game. But I think for him it was a big game where he needed to rise to the occasion. And that's going to be the case in the playoffs and and everything like that. And you know what? He just delivers. He just delivers. I thought he was going to go for the complete game shutout. You know, he's usually good for a couple of those per year. Uh, Obviously, he didn't get all the way done. But it was impressive. It was vintage Massa. And, you know... Maybe he's going to go into the playoffs with an ERA of almost five. You know what? I don't care. I still want him starting game one. Definitely. Um, he entered over his last three or four starts. He had like an 11 ERA entering today. It was not good. And uh, it's been well. We talked about the last show how he's had trouble with the seams, the, you know, the new baseball this year and his splitter. It has, you know, the, the amount of movement and depth it has has significantly decreased. Um, I think they showed a graphic. He's usually sitting around 34 inches of depth. And he just has not really been close to that lately. Um, in like the teens, he's been. Today, he was much better. It was, still isn't the Tanaka splitter. Like he's he's not getting all the swings and misses, but he's getting more than he had. Today was better. Today was a good step in the right. Uh, it was a big step in the right direction. Um, the depth was there, matched up where his, his like last year it was. Um, and yeah, he gave up three three hits. Uh, pretty much a lot of soft contact. Uh, I think like the average exit velo uh, uh, before like the eighth inning was like. 81 miles an hour, which is great. That's where he wants to sit. His control was really there. Obviously, he wasn't getting the swing, swings and miss stuff, but his control was pinpoint today. Only through 94 pitches. Do you like that they threw him out there for the ninth? I think that was the yeah, right move. Yeah, I almost would have on it. Well, I didn't know Vladdy Jr. was coming up. I, I think I, I might think, have left Yeah, him. I didn't either, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know if I would have left him. I don't know if I would have left him in if I knew he was coming in. I was going to say when he gave up the hit, I was like, you know what? That wasn't hard hit. It squeaked through the left side. Leave him in. This is his game. Let him finish it. <laughs> Once Vladdy Jr. is coming out, that's a different story. Let's fight, you know, let's fight fire with fire, power with power. Yeah, there's a little school of thought, though, that at least Vladdy pretty much is going to know what's coming from Chapman. It's going to be power. Right. You might get the occasional slider here and there, but that if you throw a slider to Vladdy, like, good luck. I wouldn't want to hang anything to him. At least Tanaka is a little more unpredictable, but like I said, the swings and misses aren't there yet again. So, 
you know, you're, you're, you're probably going to get contact with Vladdy there. Not ideal. Um, but it ended up working out. Uh, Chapman comes in. Unbelievable war with Vladdy. That was on the edge of your seat, you know, poop in your pants type of battle. I think it was, what, 13 pitches, yep. seven foul balls, five uh, pitches over 100 miles an hour. He hung a slider at his knees that went 550 feet just foul. I mean, that ball was destroyed. I tweeted right away, do not throw that pitch again. Um, he was getting shook. Uh, he was shaking off Romine. Roman's calling fastball. He wants to throw a slider for some fucking reason. But he ends up winning it on a full count, uh, gets double play ball. Um Glaber tried tried his best to make it close at first. I feel like he didn't put enough on that throw, but um, it was a massive double play. I mean, these guys, fucking Vladdy, Flo Bichette, Cavan, they're going to be a problem for the next 15 years. If they can figure out some pitching, the Blue Jays are going to be very, well, very good. the next, like, six years, because we know Toronto has a habit of running any stars out of town because yeah. they're an awful organization. So one, until they hit free agency, we will have to worry about them under their arbitration years. But I don't think we'll have to worry about them for 15 years each. But, yeah, no, they're an exciting team. I mean, they remind me of, like, sort of the 20 you know, 16 Yankees or whatever when they first started. I mean, I was Yankees were way better than the Blue Jays are, but you had all these guys coming up. You had Judge coming up, Gary. You know, it was it was fun to watch. Tyler Austin was a name at that point. Uh, these guys are better than Tyler Austin, obviously. But yeah, no, they're they're going to be a problem for sure. And they they fight. And I was really impressed. That whole at bat between Chapman and Vlad was just so perfect baseball. Like yep. it was fun guessing along. Okay, what's Romine going to call? Is Chapman going to shake him off? What's Vladdy going to be guessing? It was just, you know, guessing along. I felt like you were sort of part of the at-bat. It was just awesome. Yeah, I, I said in the blog, it was a lot of fun because after the fact, we ended up winning, but that was scary. I didn't want any part of that at-bat. I didn't think it was going to end. I thought it was just Chapman's going to make a mistake because every time you see a pitching battle go that long, it usually ends with a pitcher making a mistake and the hitter, especially with how good Vladdy is, you know, capitalizing and hitting a ball of fucking Pluto. So a miracle he got the double play. Um, gives up a hit to Bichette. Bichette's really good too. That's that guy yep. is a monster. He's annoying. He's going to be so annoying. So annoying. Uh, but he's also so talented. And then Kevin Biggio, he gets him on the fucking slider. Thank God. Big W. Big job by Chabin. Big nuts there. Um, Chabin's looked better in August. He hasn't given up a run. Four four appearances, just two hits. Um, I don't believe he's walked anyone either. Uh, so he's looked a lot. His July, it was a slump. He's over. He's past it. Let's turn the page. August, new month for him. Looks good so far. Happy to see Chapman back uh, in a groove. We we desperately need that. And it was also good. Uh, got most of the bullpen, you know, another day off. You know, Canley, I think, was the only one unavailable. But always good to get everyone a full day off besides Chapman. Um, I assume he won't be available for Monday's doubleheader. He threw 27 pitches today. Maybe he'll be available for an inning. Maybe. But because um, he hasn't pitched a ton, I guess, in August. Only four appearances in 11 days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's good. When you have a doubleheader coming up, it's good the day before to not have anyone going. So that was ideal. Um, obviously, we praised Tanaka and all that. Guardy came up with the big hit. He's got a nice little hitting streak going, uh, of course. I mean, like, just, just kind of the next minute mentality. And when guys like Judge are really struggling, a DJ goes hitless today. Um, Glaber back in the lineup, good to see him. But he went hitless, too. And, you know, Guardy just comes through with the big hit. Geo, once again, great. Um, really can't say more than enough about Geo. It's crazy. It's just, it, I don't know what, what, what's his name? Josh Rogers, um, 
He's like a still sneaky like. Did that. you just what's his name, Josh Rogers? Yeah, he's gonna yeah, be just, so upset about that. Good, um, but he sent me a um, a player comp like a player A, player B. Uh, this was entering today, but player A, 320 batting average, 17 homers, 61 RBIs. Player B, 267 batting average, 26 homers, 70 RBIs. Player A's Gio, player B's Machado, and they're just they have just almost. Yeah. I mean. He's way better numbers, pretty much. Just a few more power numbers, but like, okay, like uh, that, that's expected a little bit. But man, Geo is something else. Makes that diving play today. It looked like he was flying to that ball uh, down the left field line, and he caught it. He he amazes me every day. He really does. I love him. He, uh, you know, he obviously started off hot, and then he did have a streak there for a while where he, you know, it wasn't great, and people were starting to say, "All right, well, you know, he is Geo Urshela. He's bounced around. This is why it was nice while it lasted." And the fact that he was able to get through one of those slumps and bounce back, it's like Voight. Like Voight went through that and bounced back. Right. And it proves when you could go, when you're someone like that who, you know, there's questions because it's like, okay, is he for real or not? And when you can go through a long slump where people start to doubt you and then you bounce back and get yeah. another hot streak. You make adjustments to really the tough. adjustments. He made adjustments. Exactly. To the adjustments. Those He's are- made adjustments to the adjustments. And now I think Gio Rochelle is just a legitimately good baseball player. That's here to stay. Could you imagine? We're we're trying to figure out if he just imagine he just steals the batting title from Lemayu. Like that would be wild. <laughs> that would yeah, be. Wow. That would he's be not like, far off from being oh. qualified. I try to like figure it out. So you need you need to average. It's basically. I'm actually surprised he's not qualified already. He's very close. It's it's three point one plate appearances per team game, and he's like thirty off. Last time I checked, I think I checked it on Saturday. He was about thirty plate appearances off. So, I mean, if he plays the rest of the year, I feel like he will eventually be qualified. I feel like that's how averages yeah, work. he's going to qualify. Yeah. So, I mean, he's like, so what, he's currently 334 LeMahieu, and he's at 323. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he just, you know, makes it a race. It's crazy. Um, what are these guys? So, let's move on a little bit. Um, so, they end up obviously splitting. I think Friday and Saturday were like – a bunch of just like shrug your shoulders games. Like I wasn't too livid um, about the losses. Uh, you know, Hap just stinks. And to be honest, he got a little bad luck in that in the uh, excuse me in the fourth inning. Lemayhu has a foul ball basically in his glove. I mean, I mean, it should have been caught nine nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, and he just loses it in the you know in the ceiling. If drops the next pitch home run, you know, three run bomb becomes instead of 3-1, it's 6-1, and really like, all right, well, this is not going to be our night, whatever, turn the page. That's how you lose a – you know, if that's how you lose your winning streak, it's like, okay, like, we, we can right. – I can live off that. Saturday was a little more annoying because, they you know, the game was was theirs. I mean, they're up um, – you know, Urshela – blueprint to win. Yeah, Urshela ties it, you know, with the, with the bomb. Good to see Gary, by the way, hit a home run. That was, that was nice. Once Gary's hitting the ball to right center – that's when we really know he's back. Uh, but obviously, hitting a home run, a laser home run like that, he just looked good. I think the whole, you know, his at bats this weekend, I was encouraged by. Um, but obviously, Urshela ties it in a fuck, an absolute bomb. Uh, that he, was. I didn't know he was capable of hitting a baseball that far. Only listed at four twenty four, but it looked. It, that I don't care. Like yeah. that. That was a shot. Like that looked like it was four seventy. Yeah, hundred percent. They actually. Going back to Gio real quick, they like kind of talked about the adjustments that he made, and they said how Marcus, uh, Marcus Tim's really focused on his follow through and making sure he finishes better 
on a swing, and that's why he just has generated more power. He's like not kind of giving up his swing. He's like finishing it through. So that's good. Always to know, like always good to know, like that there's a, it's not just a fluke. Like hey, they changed this, and that's why he has more power. Right. Okay, good enough for me. Um, <clears throat> and then Lemayhu obviously takes the lead with the sack fly. They bring it out of Vino, and honestly, if Ford is if they have Ford playing close to the line, which I thought they should have been, you know, you give up a hit there, it's like. A single, it's like, okay, like, whatever. You have a double down line, well, that's the game. Well, it's not the game of seventh inning, but gave up the lead. Adivino was stunned that it stayed fair. Fucking Vladdy ripped a triple down the line, really hitting the no man's land. He makes it a third with his wagon ass, but I don't know. It's just like Friday and Saturday just shrugged my shoulders and moved on. And when you're this yeah, I mean, up in the division, you're okay with those losses, I think. It's a game you wanted to win, especially Saturday, because... You know, you did have a bullpen game, which had been undefeated in, and you want to have you you have it set up so that okay, we could give it off to our big guns in the bullpen. Now we had some big hits, but at the end of the day, like sometimes it's just not always going to work out. Adam Adovino hadn't allowed a run in what two months, some shit like that. Like, I haven't allowed a run, I think, since June. So he was just due. He was just due to give up a run, and it's not like he got tattooed all over. No, his stuff was good. His stuff was fine. Two you know, strikeouts. Shit happens. You get a couple bad breaks, and he gives up a couple runs, and the offense couldn't come up with another rally. It was fine. It was a little sucked, you know, a little bit. It's like, oh, you know, you're leading the game late. You want to win. But I, I wasn't losing any sleep over that loss because you believe that they're good enough to bounce back. And, you know, some flukish losses like that, they're just going to happen. I just delivered some devastating news across my desk. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. The Red Sox lost in extra innings to the Angels 5-4. to four. Oh, no. You hear who else lost today? Oh, uh, who else? The Mets. No! Oh, I thought that winning streak was never going to end. I was, I was hoping it was... KFC went to the game. Didn't, didn't I think K- that was the baseball gods being like, you can't console a baseball season and then show up and expect <laughs> nothing happen. Yeah, you don't get to enjoy this, you fucking loser. And Caravas was there, too. They're... They're coming back from a wedding. They look like they just crashed the wedding. They're they're hungover. Good. I hope they're miserable. I got a little, I, you know, we're nice people. We're we're villainous for sure, being the evil empire. But like, we're compassionate. We have like a ten percent compassion uh, capacity w- w- within our human bodies. I got the perfect little answer to make their days a little bit better. <clears throat> that is CBD MD. What is CBD MD? They're the trusted leader in the CBD industry that provides a wide variety of products ranging from soothing topical products to gummies, CBD oil tinctures, and even vape oil for the vape god himself, Tommy Smokes. All of, Z- CBD MD- <laughs> All of CBDMD's products are made with CBD that comes from U.S. hemp grown using organic farming methods and a unique production process to ensure you get all the powerful properties of naturally sourced CBD, whether you're looking for the support recovery or relief just like all Mets and Red Sox fans I'm sure are right now you can turn to CBDMD for high quality premium CBD oil products at a price you can afford all their products are third party tested for safety and effectiveness so you know that you're getting the best mother nature has to offer i mean we use CBDMD all the time in the office it really like we're you know we're going through a little stressful day or whatever you know Dave was back in the office last week um and for obviously the rest of the year i think we're going to be using a little more CBDMD just to you know, take a, take a load off, you know, relax for a little bit, you know, get some relief in our system right around like the one o'clock hour. I, I need that usually every day. So to make everything easier to try the natural relief of CBDMD, they're offering the short porch listeners 25% off your next order. When you use the promo code porch, P-O-R-C-H at checkout, 
That is CBDMD.com, promo code PORCH at checkout for 25% off your next order of premium CBD oil products from CBDMD. Um, I think the highlight of the weekend, though, was Brett Gardner. His ejection was just fantastic. It came on Saturday. No, Friday, right? Friday. Yeah. Yeah, Friday. Friday. Um, and he gets ejected. And it's funny, too, because, like, Gardner doesn't say yeah, – usually he does say a lot. You know, usually he is arguing, whatever. He, he's voicing. Right. So he's doing his bat thing. He's banging the banging the dugout. So he's getting the attention of the umpire. So I think that's what what maybe caused the umpire to think that was him, like, chirping him because he's banging his bat and whatever. He's, a, he's frustrated. And then he's sitting down, and he's sitting next to Mabin, and Boone's chirping, and Mabin says something. And then I think the moment Mabin says something – the umpire turns and goes, you're gone. And no one really knows who was ejected. Boone comes out, and he's confused. He's like, was it me? Was it one of the guys on the team? And eventually, Brett Gardner, you, you see Brett Gardner, he just finds out it's him, and the guy just loses his mind. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Loses, goes, goes ballistic, runs out there and goes, I didn't say one word. He must have said, I didn't say one word 4,000 times. Boone is holding him back. Literally, like, it gets to a point now where Boone is like, okay, I can't get emasculated here. Like, I got to fucking, like, put all of my effort. Thank God it still worked out. He was probably thinking of himself because he was putting full force in. Talkman's just looking at him the whole time. He's like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> and then Gardner's was, <laughs> he's trying to get away. He's doing, like, football spin moves on, on Booney. It was so good. It's such a good video. Oh, fucking Gardner's the best. Yeah, I, and there's nothing better than, like, Getting in trouble when you know you did nothing wrong. When you know the truth is on your side and you're able to just go. Like, Gardner knew he didn't say anything. He knew that he didn't do anything wrong. He knew he had no reason to be thrown out of the game. So he knew he could just run out there and tell the umpire off as much as he wanted to because he generally did nothing wrong. I loved him after the game, too. Oh, yeah. Post game, But he was still pissed. He's like, there's going to be no accountability for this guy because there <laughs> never is. He's like, yeah, I banged the bat, but there, last time I checked, that's not against the rules at all. So you could tell Gardner versus the umpires. He's got a little bit of that Paul O'Neill in him, a Paul O'Neill light sort of where he just he hates the umpires, and I respect the hell out of it. Cameron Maben then like sort of gets put in an awkward situation. It reminded me of like elementary school. Where, like, you and your friend, like, one person says something and yeah. the other one gets in trouble. Like, the teacher yeah. yells at the other ones. Like, you're in a timeout. It's like, you don't want to, you don't want to be the ones to be like, hey, no, that was me. And then you get in trouble. Or in this case, maybe me. That's what I was actually wondering. What would have happened if, so Gardner gets ejected. He runs out there, screams, not me. And then Maven was like, like, went to the umpire, like, no, that was me that said something. Yeah. What would happen? What would have happened? Would he have been thrown out too? Because you can't, I... can you put Gardner, can you uneject Gardner? Like, is that a thing? Isn't it weird how you can't review ejections in the MLB? Like they do it in the NBA. Yeah, they do but it. Isn't in... that like, it, it. This is such a rare case. I don't know. That's fair, but it is usually just a judgment call where it's like you're yelling them to your face. I mean, it's not usually like you're throwing out you're throwing out the wrong person from the dugout. Right. This, this guy just happened to be a bumbling idiot. I mean, I feel like right. if you eject someone, you have to be certain you know who it was. Oh you're yeah. Looking at the person screaming at you, you can't just like hear something and be like, "Yep, you're gone." Like. That's just not how no, that's an, ejecting people. That's an umpire who had an ego, and he was probably mad that Brett Gardner was uh, banging his shit in the dugout, probably mad that he's getting chirped at from whoever. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to flex my muscles. I'm, I'm the umpire. Everyone's here to see me, and I'm going to throw someone out even though they did nothing wrong. Just umpire. I mean, umpires suck. They're the fucking worst. The worst. The worst. I also loved in Gardner's press conference after they were like, 
like, do you want an apology? He goes, no. He's like, I don't, I don't care. He's like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from that guy ever again. <laughs> so good. Um, that's good. I feel like we're just we're we are single handedly like keeping baseball afloat. Whether it's like the awesome games, you know, in London or against Boston where they're high scoring, the Minnesota game, or we're creating like viral clips like Brett Gardner just losing his mind, Aaron Boone losing his mind. Like we are just we're we're the one man wrecking crew of keeping the MLB like relevant and you know Twitter being popping with or with our video. It, it's just great. We're doing the MLB a service. So yeah, you want- no, the Yankees have been like the show. They've been the show in the MLB this year. I mean, there's been a lot a lot of good stories, but. I think for the most part, the Yankees have been the main attraction. Definitely. Um, let's move on to a little. This kind of has to do with the umpires too. Uh, Aaron Judge again today was the victim of a terrible strike three call. Ball was at his ankles, and you never see Boone, uh, Judge say a thing. And he like stopped and was like, "That's not close." Um, problem for sure. It's been a problem for so long. But overall, just this Judge slump is is weird. I don't know really what to think of it. Obviously, his numbers are still, like, fine, um, like, as overall. But, obviously, there's no power. I mean, you want to hear something crazy. I saw this off of Brian Hoke's Twitter. Um, D. Gordon uh, has a higher slugging percentage on pulled balls than Aaron Judge does this year. That's that, crazy. That's not good. That's bad. That's bad news, Bears. I mean, he just doesn't do it. His his sprite chart is like crazy this year. It's just everything's to right right center, which in Yankee Stadium that's fine. But like we know Aaron Judge for the Titanic home runs and all that. We've talked about that. It's just such a weird year, man. I'm not. I don't yeah, know if it's going mean, to change. I, I don't know if it's going to change. I thought he was kind of breaking out of it. I thought the Boston series he was good. He had hit every game. He had the home run on Sunday yeah. night, and it started even Monday in Baltimore. Goes one for three, draws a couple walks. But it, it has. I mean, the numbers are there, kind of. Not the power numbers, but the average is fine. You know, 270-ish, OBP around 400. But it's not the Aaron Judge that we're – it's not superstar Aaron Judge. No, Aaron Judge, is, you look at his numbers, he's been, he's been a very good baseball player. And maybe that's – you know, I mean, that's fine. Like, Aaron Judge is just a very good baseball player. But to get to that superstar level that he was in 2017, I don't know, maybe we've talked about it. Maybe it's the oblique injury. They said he might not be 100% this year, so maybe that's hurting his power. I know you said maybe it's harder to pull the ball that way. And, yeah, maybe it's just also a little bit of a slump. I'm not sure it sucks. I missed those Monmouth home runs. Uh, but there's nothing – I don't Did know. Did you just say nothing. Monmouth home runs? Mammoth. Mammoth. Monmouth is yeah. – I live in Monmouth County. Monmouth's a college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, those ma- I missed those Mammoth home runs, but for whatever reason, they're just – I don't know. just not there this year. Yeah, I almost think we have to get to a point. I mean, like, he's on a slump, right, the last, like, week or whatever. But we almost got to get to a point where we just accept that, like, this is it. Like, we're not going to have Aaron Judge hitting bombs this year. It's just because there's oblique injury or whatnot, and you just have to accept that, and we're going to move on because it is kind of beating a dead horse at this point. We keep talking about it. But, yeah, it sucks. I mean, the good news is that we don't have to lean on him right now. Figure it out in the next seven weeks and let's go into October where you have it figured out and you rip in October. But man, I just hope it turns around because we it would, would you ever move him down? Would you ever consider it? No, because I mean, especially not with the injuries right now. Uh, like there's no one you need to force up in the order. Right. And he, is getting, well, Glaber, he is getting on healthy Glaber. I think I'd consider. Yeah. But you can move him up too without like having to move judge down i, I don't right. know i mean labor i mean he's still judge is still getting on base like 40 percent of the time I mean, no still for, sure. for sure 
So I think in that two hole, I think he's okay right now. Maybe he's not meant for a three or four hole right now, but I think he's okay in a two hole. Imagine like he actually goes on a bad, a really bad slump and like the game one October lineup is Talkman hitting two and Judge hitting like seven. <laughs> That would be just... No, I cannot imagine that. Yeah, it's fair. We, none of, by the way, Talkman just keeps hitting. I mean, yeah. it just it just oh, keeps home, happening. Another home run the other night. Like... Another home run. Almost two hits every game. Has a great eye at the plate. Incredible approach. Talkman at-bats are like a work of art. I just I joy, I thoroughly enjoy every time Talkman's at the plate. Yeah. He works counts. He never really swings at bad pitches. I think he had one bad at-bat today. Went one down one, two, three. But overall, just, you know, hits the ball to all parts of the field. And he's just hilarious. And um, he even walked, I think, on on Saturday in the ninth inning. He walked and he turned the dugout and tried to pump him up. It's just so funny. I love watching he, him play. So he's at a point now, sort of like Voight and Geo, where we know he's probably going to go in a slump, like a little bit of a slump, because he hasn't had it yet. I mean, when he came up, he was just in a slump, but he, just, he wasn't good yet. You know, like He he's also gotten, wasn't but... getting consistent at-bats when he first came up. Right, so he's at the point where he's gotten good. The league's probably going to adjust to him, and he's going to, you know, he's, it'll be fine still. I think we can expect him to go on a little bit of a cold streak. It's just natural. And then I, I want to see how he bounces back from that. You know what I mean? We, we talked about it with Voight and Urshela. I think he's going to do it because I think he's a smart player, and I think he can adjust to pitching just as good as they can adjust to them. But I'm curious as to if or when that's going to happen, when that, like, slow streak starts. I um I actually just intercept before we started recording. I just intercepted an MLB email, not addressed to the Yankees to the other teams, and it's the new plan for pitching to Talkman. I'm going to show it to you right now. Just look at my screen. What am I doing? He's doing the intentional walk sign, folks. Yep. Just give him first base. That's the new strategy. Just don't pitch to him. It's just you're not going to win. Mike Talkman, unstoppable force. Um, another unstoppable force. <laughs> Did you see Mike Ford running the bases on Saturday? This fucking yeah. guy. He scores he's on the sack play. He said he's trying. He's trying. He's trying. People are getting on him, man. All right. You know what? We're not fat shaming on this podcast. We will not do that. We no, embrace, never. We, we embrace all shapes and sizes. Mike Ford's a hell of a man, and, and he scored. He scored to take the lead on Saturday. He did his best. He's rounding the bases after the Talkman double. Got to third base safely. He came home. Mike Ford. The wheels on that man, you can't match those. You can't. You just can't do it. Um, good to see Glaber actually in the lineup today. Been a lot of confusing things going on with him. Uh, you know, he sat out since basically he heard it again. You know, he he flew back with the team uh, to Baltimore, and then he came back up to Toronto. But he hadn't played in a few days. Uh, it was good to see him back here on Sunday. Didn't do much, but um, just good to see him in there. And hopefully, we don't see any more flare ups because they don't really know what happened. No one actually knows what happened, right? No, I, I don't think it's been announced. Like, it was this is what happened, this is that. It's just like he's hurt. Like, the MRI just didn't find anything. He just has a little feeling in his core, and then we're just here. I mean, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, it just makes more sense because that's what the Yankees are doing this year and all that. Whatever. Uh, Severino threw a bullpen on Friday. Looked pretty good. Uh, from what we could see, it was a blurry video, but, I mean, like, from all accounts, he threw fastballs and changes through about 23 pitches. Everything was good there. He's going to do another one on Monday, I think. I think Dellen's also throwing on Monday. Um, so they're going to increase the pitch count, get him going. He'll he'll need a few more of those, and then maybe he could start his rehab assignment. So that's so that's good so far. He said he feels good, everything. This is pretty much the furthest we've been. Um, I got a weird DM from someone on Saturday night, 
And it was basically a picture of Severino, and it was like he threw – it was like a picture of him throwing a bullpen like way before Friday, like a week before. So like a secret bullpen almost. I don't know if it has any uh, validity or whatever, but just something to keep your eyes on. But um, so far, so good with him. You don't, you just don't want to hear any bad things anymore because I feel like one more setback and you, they just cut him for the year. You know, they just cut him off. This is pretty much yeah. all we got here. Very interesting going on with Voight. I think he's just going to avoid the surgery at this point, right? Well, I think they said this is going to be the week that they make the decision. I saw but, Osrian today in the in the yeah. post. They were like, basically, they're going to see what happens this week, and we're going to decide, shut him down for the season, or or just get him back. So I don't know. I, I'm not getting myself too optimistic yet. Okay, so he's either so if he has a surgery, he's just done at this point. They waited yeah. enough. Okay. Well, it said in the in the paper today it was like it's a season ending surgery. Okay, so clearly they they knew that like this was going to be longer than six weeks and it just wasn't going to happen if they did it. So they they basically were like, might as well as wait. I think he's been running. Um, that's about it. So I guess they'll yeah. ramp things up this so we, week. We have a I have a quote from Aaron Boom from yesterday. It's possible we want to see him in person, see how he's doing. Hopefully, at some point, start introducing him to some baseball stuff and have a better feel. I know he's encouraged, and we are as well with what he's doing. Okay, good good to hear. Um, kind of shitty. Tarpley, he's kind of left out the dry on Saturday, right? He throws probably the best outing he had as a Yankee. Um, you know, they happened. Sorry, was this Saturday? Am I looking at the wrong story? Saturday was Tarpley. Yeah, no, so he pitched Friday and Saturday. He threw two innings on Friday. Saturday, same thing. Um, and they left him out there for 57 pitches. I think that was the most he's thrown this year. No, he and didn't then, pitch. He didn't pitch Friday and Saturday. Stephen Tarpley? Yeah. No, he just. Oh, pitched. I'm not reading the right thing. I, I read Nestor Cortez instead of Charlie. Well, sorry. Saturday he pitches. There's 57 pitches, um, and he's kind of left out there to dry after after Green because Adams is following him. And now today we hear that he's going on the IL with uh, shoulder. Uh, sorry, arm impingement. Is that shoulder elbow impingement? I think it was. What yeah. Was elbow that, left. Yeah. That's kind of shitty. I mean, the fact that they kind of left on the dry and that he hurt himself through it, and you know that stinks. They got yeah. They call- yeah. I'm sorry. Go. I would say, yeah, I mean, like, it's one where you're taking one for the team, even though you probably shouldn't be. And, uh, but, I mean, Yankees, obviously, they're they're good with the treatment of their players. This was a, a rare mistake. Yeah. Uh, so they called up two guys, Brady Lale and then this Mantiply guy from the Reds, who Josh was, Rogers was texting me, said he's awesome and the Reds should have just called him up instead of, like, giving him away and that Cashman's loved him for years. So I guess we'll see. He doesn't have the you know, eye popping numbers, I guess, in the minors, but I'm, know. uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We're in, a, I mean, anytime Cashman takes a flyer on the nobody, you got to figure it's something. And I think he, he has been in the Yankee organization before. Uh, right. But I'm all in on Brady Lyle. I don't know if you saw, he had a, po- a pregame interview with Meredith, uh, like, cause like around 1215 on like the pre pregame show. Uh-huh. He just came off as such a super likable dude. Like he was talking about how he got the call up where I guess him and a couple other people, like, they didn't make it out to the anthem for one game. And, like, he got called into office, thought he was going to be in trouble. They're like, yeah, it's about the anthem. Like, you're going to have to stand for two of them because you're going to Toronto tomorrow to be in the majors. Yeah. It was really cool. And the way he was talking, he just sounds super down to earth. He's like, yeah, I'm a command pitcher, four pitches. Like, I'm just going to go out there, try to get out. I don't know. He just came off as, like, uh, very chill, very personable. Sounds like somebody we could, like, I mean, not 
we'll see what happens, but someone like we'd have on the podcast. I'm like, I have a fun time with. He just came off as a very, very nice dude. So I'm, and we've been hearing his name forever. I feel like I've been hearing the name Brady Lyle for five years now. I have heard the name. I, he was also very like, um, realistic. He's like, I'm not going to blow people away. He's like, I don't have right. overpowering stuff, but I throw, you know, I throw a lot of strikes and all that. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, more injury updates. We've got a Jacoby Ellsbury update. You ready? <clears throat> yep. This is a quote from Boone. Els is rehabbing. Liar. Coming back from a lot of different ailments that have slowed him in the rehab process. Kind of getting him, getting through this hip situation now. Obviously, he's had the plantar fascia, no baseball activities, but moving towards full workouts. That is just all a lie. It's all a lie. It's so perfect. And everyone knows it's a lie, and it's like, who cares? That's just, He's in Arizona. They're telling him, we don't give a fuck about you. Go golf. You got your feet up on your couch. Enjoy your family. Be a good dad. We'll give you your money. Then we're going to take it back in insurance and all that. The insurance money is going to get evicted here. And uh, and that's it. And that's where we're just going to leave you alone. But we're going to keep fabricating these updates because you're not a real person to us anymore. That's the story of Jacoby Ellsbury. Insurance One more year. Can the Yankees us. somehow do this? For I mean, the, the question was, like, how are they going to get – you know, th- there's three more coming into last year. There's three more years on his contract. How are they going to do it? Are the Yankees going to be able to fake enough Jacoby Ellsbury injuries for three straight years? How we're we're, we're more than company? halfway home, baby. How dumb is the insurance company? Like, how do they not realize yeah. what's going on? I have no idea. Like, that's your job. You you literally have to. Your job is to realize when fraud is happening and that people are getting you know uh, getting one under you. And uh, getting one past you, and and you have to go venture out there. Just you think maybe like <laughs> he does nothing, and then they get wind of when the insurance company's showing up, and he just like ramps up and starts like he's in the cages when they show up, or whatever, and like he's just hitting the ball to all parts of the field. But then the insurance people leave. Or no, that might be the opposite. Maybe he's like they get there, and he's like on bed rest, like he's got like a cast on his whole body. Oh wait, yeah, fuck, I I completely switch that up. Yeah, so wait, he shows. <laughs> So he's just like he golfs like normally, and then when the right. insurance people show up, he like puts on these fake casts, or whatever, and he yeah, has like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in like a hospital bed. He like gets someone to punch him in the face real quick, so he's like bruised up in the face and all that. Oh my god, stupid insurance! I hope they don't listen to this podcast. Then they found out. Um, Maybe the insurance companies are just huge Yankee fans. They're like, "Fucking Jacoby sucks. We don't want him anywhere near this team. Like, we'll just eat this money. We're making enough money where it's like, who cares? We just don't want the Yankees to be burdened with him." Yeah, I mean, like insurance people, they just they have all the money. Like insurance companies, yeah. just absolutely rake in money. So, um, Greg Bird, he's been in and out of a walking boot and has been on the treadmill and is hoping to resume baseball activities. Don't give a fuck. Uh, CC returning probably this weekend uh, against things Cleveland. So that's good. He yeah. he basically was just figured. Yeah, he took like two weeks off. He's like, listen, you want me here? He's like, I. Let me just take two weeks off. I'm going to relax here. We'll do a few podcasts here and there, and then I'll be back for Cleveland. They're like, okay, no problem. Uh, what else is there? Oh, the Mets. Got to talk about the Mets here. They had their little fun. Uh, you know, they, they beat up on the bad team. Yeah, they had a good weekend. Good for them. You know, they had they had some crazy wins. Uh, Friday, Friday was a crazy win. I'll tip my hat to them. That was that was tip my cap to them. That was a crazy win on Friday. I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> I know they lost today. It's made me feel a little better. The day they lose is the game to and I, I, pitches of all games. Insane. Yeah. And I know the Yankees are, are 77 and 41, and they're the best team, you know, best teams in baseball. I don't care. It 
the, watching the Mets, watching these fucking sewer rats. And by the way, that Yankee fan in the pin, oh, quote-unquote Yankee, I think he is a Met uh, fan. This is how sick those sewer rats are. He is a Met fan pretending to be a Yankee fan pretending to be a Met fan. Like, he purposely went in with the Yankee jersey to make Yankee fans look bad. He's just a true blue Met fan, and he just put on a Yankee jersey because, like, okay, if I cheer for the Mets in the Yankee jersey, I'll make them look bad. They're that fucking sick in the head. They are. And then at the, they're cheer, they're chanting Yankee. Like, how pathetic. That's how so pathetic, pathetic. are you? Are you little sewer act cockroaches? You're going to win eight in a row. You're going to have the best couple weeks of baseball in, like, four years that you've ever had, you miserable little pieces of rat. And you're going to be chanting Yankee suck? Like, what? What is the mindset there? Like, you wonder why it's like, insane. you say that, oh, the, Met, the Yankees have, whatever, the real estate in each other's head thing. Like, nobody is more real estate in each other's head than the Yankees have in the Mets' head. I know Mets fans, if they're listening to this, are going to be like, oh, well, you're talking about it. We're talking about it because you're chanting Yankees suck at the end of a game against a divisional opponent in which you've won eight in a row. Like, chant go Mets, chant national suck, chant Braves suck, Philly suck. You're chanting Yankees suck because you're that mentally handicapped. That's why you'll they'll never not be little brother. Never. never. They just never will. Could you imagine Yankee fans chanting Mets suck in a game where they just don't – like let's say we beat up on the uh, – uh, like a, a game where we, we had a walk-off against the Twins or whatever at home and we just chant Mets suck. Could you imagine that? Could no, you imagine I that? I literally cannot imagine it. I would rather kill myself than do that. I would end my life before I did that. That is so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Why are we in – dude, you're finally having a great stretch of baseball. You're playing great. I can admit that. They're playing great. And all you think about is us. That is so embarrassing. It's Chant so the emba- Phillies it's- suck. Chant the Nationals suck. They're in your division. You're better than them right now. You chanting like- Yankees suck? What is it's that? Like- do you think do you think the scoreboard watching Mickey Calloway is still only scoreboard watching the Yankees? Remember he said that a couple oh weeks ago. Oh my god! Like, yeah, check the, do you, I wonder if he's still like, yeah, sure, we're in a wild card race, but I'd still rather check the Yankees first. It it actually is full circle because it takes me back to the night I officially really really hated the Mets. I think it was a Mets Cardinals game, Here probably like not nine or ten. I was with my parents and my uncle. And I think Pedro started for the Mets. I, I'm pretty sure it was Mets Cardinals because I wanted to see Albert Pujols. Okay. And the Mets won. And I don't know why I remember. It was like May. And I don't know why I remember this, but the Yankees were facing the Brewers. And Ben Sheets was pitching for the Brewers. I just remember checking the out-of-town scoreboard. I think the Yankees lost that night. Or they were losing. And the Mets won. And we're, we were sitting in, like, the upper deck behind home plate. So we had a long walk down to the field level. And the whole walk down that corridor, they're just yanning it chanting Yankees suck Yankees suck. I remember I was so confused so my mom and my uncle are uh Met fans and me and my dad are Yankee fans I'm looking at my dad I'm like dad why are they doing this like we're at it we're at a Met Cardinal game like why are they chanting Yankees suck and it was I I hated them before that but it was that night where I really knew I'm gonna hate this fucking team and these sewer rat fans for my entire life and I don't care how irrational people say it is big brother little brother worry about yourselves blah 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 I'm gonna make it my life's mission to hate these people and reveal to the world what insecure garbage they really are. See, it's like we have such you and Frankie have a similar perspective because a lot Frankie Frankie has basically told me like ninety five percent of his friends are Mets fans. Like and like it's just insane. They all go to the games together and all that, and it's just insufferable. So that's why you know he loves talking Yankees with us because we're like the only people he he's friends with that are Yankee fans. But um, I don't have this like dying hatred for them. Because I just don't take them seriously as human beings. Like when you chant Yankees suck, 
after beating the fucking Nationals in a big division race or whatever uh, for the wild card. And it's a huge win. You're, and all I think was, I can't consider you a real human being. You're such an embarrassment to the, to the human race and, and a sports fan yeah, in general. I don't want to ignore, like, I don't want to ignore him. I want to hate him back. Like, I don't I know, ignore them. I laugh in their face. They're so embarrassing. Right. I just yeah, don't I know have that hatred. In, I think it's because, like you said, you grew up in Jersey. I think Jersey is, like, way more Yankee fans than Met fans. Long Island is a little bit more split. I don't know. And whatever. whatever. Just, I just fucking hate them. I just hate Boston so much. I, I hate Boston people. I hate Boston fans. I hate the Red Sox. I hate J.D. Martinez. I don't hate, like, Ahmed Rosario. And I don't hate Pete Alonso yet. I'm sure I will. I like, think I hate Pete Alonso. I think I'm ready to have that hate in my heart. One guy I do hate, though, is Noah Syndergaard. This fucking coward. He tweets out next man up after the win on Saturday night. What a fucking pussy. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. It makes no sense! Because your backup catcher hit a home run? Everyone's got a backup catcher, Noah. Everyone has that. That's not. Yeah, it's... That's nothing special. That's not next man up, dude. We have 25 guys in the IL. That's next man up. Redrick Valera is producing for us. That's that's next man up. Austin Ro- Kyle Higashioka had a 300 batting average when he was up here. That's next man up. Mike Talkman is might be the rookie of the year if he is a rookie of the year. That's next man up. So do you think do you think that was a Yankee troll? Do you think he's that pathetic? It had to have been, right? To get this emotion out of me. It's either it's either he is that pathetic and it's a troll of the Yankees because, like, his fans, he just can't focus on himself and has to talk about the Yankees when winning eight straight games. Or he could just be that stupid, and he thinks that that's next man up. I also do like how Patriots fans are like, that's ours. We created that. You didn't create next man up. Yeah, next that's man just, up is a, just a sports a thing. That's just been a sports thing. I'm sure Vince Lombardi said next man up in the 60s. I'm sure they said it to Babe Ruth in the 60s and all that. The New England pit, Boston people. Carabas thinks he invented trolling. He invented recap tweets. He invented all caps tweets. He thinks he, Boston people have this just this ridiculous brain where they think they invented everything. You didn't. You yeah, didn't. Crazy. You didn't. It's it's just crazy. Whew. Well, that was good. We fired up there. Fucking Mets. We'll, yeah, just we'll try get... to get some hate off our heart. Hey, and yeah. now I met fans. I don't know if any of them listen, but they'll be like, "Oh, the short poor janky podcast spent five minutes talking about the match, and you worry about your own team." Blah, 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 blah. Well, if you didn't chant "Yankees suck" at the end of your games, and you know your pitchers trolling the Yankees with these tweets, we wouldn't have to. But you know what? It's relevant, so we have to address it. You sewer rat. Sewer rat. Sewer rats is such a good way to describe them, too. Oh, incredible! They pick their little what? heads right out. Now, they're all no. Right now, they're ground rats. They're right yeah, now. They're yeah, yeah. running around the city. There was a problem in the sewer. They're all over the streets right now. Everyone's like, oh, fuck, I got these rats at my feet. We got a rat infestation. I can't wait till they go back in the sewer. Oh, love it. Uh, let's wrap this up. We're going to DMs here. Right before we go to DMs, we got to talk to you about my favorite food in the entire world. It's This is so unfair when we do these ad reads because when we're in studio, it's usually recording around 1 o'clock lunchtime. And now I'm approaching dinner time. And ugh, fucking low bells, man. They're too good. Lobel's has been a fixture in the stadium since it was built in 2009. It, it was basically a tradition of me and my dad. We go to Lobel's before every game. You know, we, we get to the stadium early, not to see batting practice, but to get in line at Lobel's. Now they're all over the place in the stadium. Uh, they're back again this year, rated number one official Yankee Stadium uh, dining guide. They got their famous USDA prime steak sandwich oh, that I would I would make love to if I could. Um, they've got their new classic meatloaf burger. Got to try that one out. The USDA Prime Burger, that is fantastic. The Hickory Molasses Glazed Grilled Chicken Sandwich. 
and your favorite time in the epic steak and potato fries. They're so good. You can find them oh, in, stadi- oh. in the stadium in section 133, where you'll all see the butchers cutting meat in the butcher shop for uh, use in the stadium. Lobel's is, no- is America's number one family of master butchers. The fourth, fifth, and sixth generation of the family currently work at their corner butcher shop on Madison Ave at 82nd Street in Manhattan. Shout out Brian Lobel. They sell the only the finest quality meats, carefully selected from the top 2% of USDA prime-grade beef and dry-aged to perfection in their patented dry-aging coolers. You can also buy from them online, which I've just started to do, and they ship nationwide. Everything is shipped fresh, not frozen, by FedEx overnight service, and it's at that same amazing meat that you're eating right at the stadium. That flavor comes from over 175 years of family expertise in the meat industry, and you can enjoy them. Right in your home. Buddy, I'm moving to the city in October. Beginning of October, October 1, I'm a city man. And I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be shopping at, you know, random random grocery stores or whatever. I'm eating I'm eating low bells every single night. So there's a special offer for Yankee fans. Place your order online. You get twenty five dollars off a hundred dollar order with code steak sandwich. S T E A K S A N D W I C H. When you visit lowbells.com slash Yankees, L-O-B-E-L-S dot C-O-M slash Yankees. Steak sandwich is your promo code. Gets you $25 off a $100 order. The best steak in the goddamn world. Lowbells love you, boys. Uh, let's do some DMs. So we got a few. Avery ain't here. He's enjoying his little golf golf thing. Uh, was the Northern Trust or whatever. So we got to pull these up here. Uh, did you see anything that was good? Okay, here we go. Um, early for we have the one from the other day too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got we're really all over the place here. Dan Matraciano says, "Do we?" So Cashman, we didn't talk about this. I meant to talk about this. Cashman was pulled over by the FBI or the cops because <laughs> he thought he they thought he stole his own vehicle because it was stolen the week before, and then they they didn't change the plates out or whatever. So he was surrounded by gunpoint. I mean, all of those cops were traded, right, to, like, New Mexico? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, there's an easy joke here. It's like, oh, because Cashman pulls off such robbery and trades and everything. Like, yeah, that's, like that's forgetting Mike Talkman. That's forgetting Luke Voigt. Yeah, that's forgetting Luke Voigt for Jason Shreve and all that. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Scary. Uh, weird. Yeah, uh, but I assume all those cops were just uh, reassigned to, like, New Mexico. And we got better cops yeah. than that. But, uh Dan asks, do we think Cashman is involved in the mob or something? We keep saying how we love every single guy in the Yankees lineup, but isn't it a little strange how the players we hate don't just go away? They're like gone and forgotten, almost like in The Godfather when they get rid of Connie's husband by telling them they'll send him away and then they kill him. Well, uh, that's... It's about like Ellsbury and Bird. Yeah, he's just saying how like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm taking it... You know what? This is just a bad question. Cashman's not part of the mob. He's just yeah. he's just a wizard. He's a dark lord. He sees the future. Um, if you had to choose, Brian Smith asked, if you had to choose one young pitcher, not Severino to sign long term right right now, who are you signing? Domingo. Gotta be Domingo. Yeah. Gotta be That's Domingo. Easy. Guy's got uh, fifteen wins. I know it's modern baseball. Wins don't matter as much, but fifteen wins is impressive in, on August eleventh. He has to be leading baseball, right? He's tied with uh, someone. Son of a bitch. Gotta kill that person. Um, a lot of judge questions. Who are the top five Yankee killers from Carl Goldblatt? Who are the top five Yankee killers 
Um, he did mention the guy who I, I would say, Trey Mancini. Every time we play him, he homers. Every single game. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I probably say... Put, I mean, David Jake, Ortiz got to be number one all time. No, current Yankees. Oh, current. current. Gotcha. Um, so I'd say JD for sure. Yeah. Uh, who else? I mean, is anyone in the Jays yet? I mean, Vladdy didn't kill us today, thank God. Otherwise, he would have probably went right to the top. Uh, you know who kills us? Jake Bowers kills us. Anytime that I think he's on the Indians yeah. now, he's on the Rays, that guy fucking murders us. Uh, is there a guy in the Twins? I feel like all of them at this point. Nelson all, Cruz. Nelly, Nelly does. Oh no, fucking Sano kills us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sano's a problem. So that's four. The Astros. I mean Altuve. What like Altuve kills everyone? But yeah, Altuve. Yeah. Oh Guriel, I feel like murders us too. He's been on fire for them. And we got this new guy to worry about, Jordan Alvarez. Crazy. He, I mean, we're, they just they just like made him. Like he was he just made him, and all of a sudden he's just like part, fucking Astros. Where did he come from? I know it's crazy. Was he a top prospect, or he's just like? I think he was look. a good prospect. I, I you know, he wasn't like heard about like we'd hear about Springer and all that. I think he was a highly regarded prospect, but he just set the RBI record for like your yeah. first like fifty games or something like that. How about that guy on the Reds? I'm blanking on his name. Seven. Oh. I, I blogged about him last night. Uh, I don't know if you put you saw I put on a blogging clinic last night. I was just home. I didn't go out, so I just blogged my, my dick off. But yeah, um, Astides Acuno, I think is is the pronunciation. They oh. call him Punisher. Is his nickname? That guy's that third home run he hit, and the call by the Reds announcer was so perfect. I mean, that ball was fucking murdered. Uh, he's a guy. K. Marco plays a lot of uh, daily fantasy, and he takes him every night and he he like knew about him before like this even happened like the first few games he's like Acuna another homer and then he was just calming himself on Saturday night because he had three homers he has seven in ten games he's a problem I was I never usually will flock to my phone my phone for the Twitter hitter thing but I did it today for Acuna at bats because I just had to see this guy do something um and we'll go last one this is uh this is one from I don't know who this is. Oh, J Gold five one four on Instagram. This is a this is a good one, but I think fairly easy answer. You're at Game Seven of the World Series for the Yankees. They're up six runs and they're gonna win it. All of a sudden, you have to shit. Do you shit your pants and watch us officially win, or do you go to the bathroom knowing the game is over? Can he asked this because he was hungover uh, in Barcelona. Congrats, you have money to go to Europe. Um, and he shit himself in a cab. He said, "That's tough." Can you just go take a quick shit? No, you have no time. You have no time to do it. What do you do? Let's say there's two outs. Like you can't. Yeah, it's it's just coming. Right. I think I would. I'm gonna take option C, where I don't shit my pants, but I'm in my seat. I just pull my pants down and shit, what? and I think. I think in the commotion, like, it would sort of get lost in the sauce. And I think if anyone did notice, they'd be like, well, yeah, like, the Yanks are about to win the World Series. Who gives a shit? Let the guy shit. No pun intended. Oh, my God. I think I, that's I think the I feel, Imagine I caught on, like, live TV or something. And no one's like, paying attention guy. to me shitting in the stands when the Yankees are winning the World There's Series. There's always people watching. Always. Well, that's my choice. Oh, my God. I think you just gotta poop yourself. I mean, it's the Yankees win the World Series, man. We haven't won since uh, since '09. You gotta, you gotta just poop yourself. Um, did you see the guy on the uh, Brewers just throw up on the mound on Saturday night? That was incredible. Did you see no, that? I didn't see. No. Oh, his uh, 
fuck Adrian something. I think it was his name. Um, he he's done this before, and he just puked in the first inning on the mound. They had the the players had to surround them so they so the rest of the like fans in the video didn't see him throwing up. And then uh, the crowd screw came out, cleaned it up, and then he just went out there and tossed six innings of of uh, 10k baseball. I think he gave up like three hits in like one run. And uh, yeah, I mean it's just I don't know how Adrian. Hauser was his name. And, uh, oh, my God. I just yanked on my cord. That was almost a disaster. But, anyways, just, just a ridiculous video of him just puking. Um, you got anything else? No. Yeah, I think I'm good, too. Uh, so, we got a doubleheader. We have eight games in seven days uh, at home uh, this week. Doubleheader on Monday. I think Paxton starting game one. And then, um, so that's four against Baltimore and then four against Cleveland to end the week. Um, so that should be good. Get a little home cooking. Maybe judge while she start doing something. That'd be cool. Um, other than that, let's just, let's just stay hot. And, uh, maybe the Astros lose a few more games. Hopefully this, uh, this loss today just sends them through a terrible losing streak. Let's just, let's just pray, pray for that. Other than that, uh, we'll see you back here on Thursday and, uh, and yeah, let's do it later. Oh, this is John Sterling. You've been listening to short porch.